Welcome to the Wonder Women podcast. My name is Katie Freeman and I am your host. Every Wednesday and Friday, I bring you an interview with a female or non-binary maker from all kinds of making and artistry from all over the world. Today's guest is Carla Diaz. Carla is a woodworker and a wood turner currently living in the LA area, uh, but she spent most of her life uh, and was raised, born and raised in Mexico City, Mexico. Um, really fantastic time chatting with her. And I'm going to warn you in advance that we definitely do spend time geeking out over power carving tools towards the end of the episode. So uh, that may be something that you also enjoy listening to or, or not. That's up to you, but just letting you know that that's coming. Um, I also want to let you all know that Given uh, the schedule that has come about for this summer, I am actually going to be taking a vacation from the podcast for the month of June. So there will be no new episodes in the month of June, but no, we'll come. I'll come right back in July with brand new episodes every uh, Wednesday and Friday, just like always, just like scheduled. Uh, but there won't be anything for June. All right, um, before we hop into the podcast episode with Carla, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Kevin Lefty's Woodshop, Christy Twisted Twine, Christina B, Jeremy Spies, Sammy Go Sammy Lee, Sven Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel Moody Makes, Bonnie Tool Mom Bonnie, ToolMomStore.com, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou Made by Mary Lou, Amy Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly Reclaim Living Store, Brandy Studio Obey, Kathy the One with the Tools, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your continued and ongoing support, helping me to produce two episodes a week, every week. And if you want to get your name added to this list that's read off at the start of every um, episode, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com forward slash wonder women pod. And that's women, W-O-M-E-N pod. And uh, check out joining over there on Patreon. All right. With no further ado, here is Carla Diaz. Okay, good. So, well, my name is Carla Diaz. I'm originally from Mexico, Mexico City. And um, in fact, I studied business administration, but I decided that was not my thing. And I started to learn a little bit of woodworking. So I've been a woodworker um, for almost, let me see, like 14, uh, yeah, 14 years. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, 
So I had my workshop in Mexico City and then I met someone and I moved here and I'm in, in LA now. And um, I've been here for four years, exactly in May. And so now I have my workshop here too. Uh, well, well, we got married, uh, I have a wife and then, um, well, pretty much this is, this is me. Okay. Very few words. <laughs> Very few words. Excellent. Yeah, because I could just like <laughs> keep talking and talking. <laughs> uh, excellent. Well, um, not that it's necessarily relevant to this conversation, but I have a, a neighbors that are good friends of, of my wife and I. They live just a couple houses down. And um, she was born in Mexico City, though she um, she grew up. In this, I think they moved when she was like in elementary school uh, here oh, to the you. to the U.S. But um, that's super fun, kind of getting to learn about you know a little bit of her history and um, and growing up there compared to here and all the differences and culture and stuff. Yeah, it's a uh, even though we are pretty close, uh, maybe the north of the country people from the north are more similar to the Americans. Mm-hmm. But I am in the mid, in the center yeah. of the the middle of the country, so it's very very different uh, the culture. Like mm-hmm. it has taken me a little bit to adapt. Of course, people are very nice, which mm-hmm. that helps. It's just more about um, we always make fun because uh, we love just sitting at the table, eating, talking, and so when we finish a meal, for example. It's like when everything starts, right? Like you just start talking. And here it was like so traumatizing because he was like, we finished uh, eating and okay, let's go. And I was like, wait, this this is the moment where we're we're going to enjoy and feel and talk. Yeah. So things like that. But I mean, it's it's fine. I'm getting used to it. I I have not had the, uh, I, I haven't had the opportunity to go to Mexico um, my wife and I lived in San Diego County for a while uh, in California for work. And um, she had the opportunity to go. She actually went to Mexico City, in fact, uh, for work a couple of times. Um, but I never I never had the chance to go and we never did make it. You know, we talked about taking trips to like Tijuana or something just to kind of go um and explore but we never made it so it's definitely on my list um I'm one of those people who have not been outside the U.S. so both I'm like Canada and Mexico I need to make sure I can get to before yeah I just should I mean (laughs) yeah Canada it's a beautiful country too Mm -hmm. and Mexico's Mexico in general it's not just about the diversity like about nature but Mm -hmm. also because of the history is like for, for not because it's my country but i mean it's just like been there for mm-hmm. like civilizations for such a long time that it's amazing to yeah to see all that and yeah i think it's a pretty yeah. interesting yeah. country so yeah don't, don't take longer just go <laughs> <laughs> don't think about too much yeah so okay so you were born in mexico city did you live like then childhood all the way through adulthood there in Mexico, like in Mexico City, or did you live elsewhere within the country as well? Uh, no, I've, uh, I've been, I've lived just there in Mexico okay. City. 
I went to live like one year in the Netherlands, uh, six months in Colombia, but I mean, that was like for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So did you go to university there then when you said you got business administration? Yeah. Yeah. I did everything, (laughs) (laughs) everything there. Uh, Even my master, because I'm sorry, because when I decided uh, I wanted to do something more creative, um, I decided maybe I should just study something totally related. My dream always was to study design, kind of. Mm. I don't know why I didn't do it. I I come from, my mom is a business, she studied business administration. So I guess that was just like, I'm Mm -hmm. going to study business. And I never questioned myself. So I just did it. And by the time I like sat down and started to think like, is this really what I want to do? So it was a bit too late, but they said it's never too late. So yeah, so I studied my master too in industrial design. Okay. Um, So as a kid, were you like, were you interested in art or just like other creative things when you were a child? Yeah, I wouldn't say art per se, but I loved building stuff. Mm. Um, Yeah, like I would just try to, I would uh, get a lot of garbage basically, (laughs) like all the waste, Mm -hmm. like the rolls from the toilet paper. I don't know, anything for Mm -hmm. me looked like I could use this for something. And I would collect a lot of uh, trash. And then I would try to make like my, like invents or how do you say, you know, like to invent something. Mm -hmm. Or uh, I was not very good at it though. (laughs) 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 Nothing really (laughs) came out of this. But uh, yeah, I loved it. I just... uh, in fact, I loved wood, but as a kid, it's very difficult to, because it's hard. I, I don't know. You need, like, more mm-hmm. tools then. So, and nobody in my family is, like, crafty or anything. So, yeah. my, I mean, my dad loves tools, like, to fix stuff for the house or things like that, but not like, not like he had a workshop or, uh, right, like a you know, woodworking so. shop type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, in the middle of the city also, it's not really common. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I didn't have enough tools. So I just put whatever I could find around. But yeah, I've always, I always loved it mm-hmm. to create stuff. Yeah, I was, I was very much the same way as a, as a kid. Um, like I had uh, just my mom was a single mom when I was young and you know, we lived in an apartment, so there was not really access to to tools, but I would use like pretty much any box I could find or anything out of cardboard to, you know, yeah. to make crazy things. And, um, and, and my kids still do that now, even though they have access to a whole shop full of tools, you know, <laughs> we, we, uh, we make quite a few things out of cardboard um, and it's fun. I know. It's, yeah. Cardboard is the best material at that age. Yes. Yeah. So um, you you went to school for business administration and then eventually realized you wanted to do something else. What brought you to like wood specifically? Uh, It's funny. I always think about this night 
when I was, uh, so I studied business administration. I went to the Netherlands for one year to do an internship there. I came back and I was pretty focused on finding a job in the government to help companies to export. You know, I was like very, mm-hmm. I've, Sorry. No so problems. No problems. <laughs> Nobody calls me in, in like never. But <laughs> and it's a, a friend who's very insistent. So I hope he doesn't right. try again. <laughs> it surprised me. <laughs> so, um, so what I was saying, ah, uh, yeah. So I, I used to be to be like very. I feel like very structured in my life, you know, like what I have to do and what. So I was looking for this job, job that was very specific. And one night I was just laying out down in bed, like about to fall asleep. And I started to design in my mind, like a ton of stuff, you know, and with wood, I don't know. It's like for my family wood, I always, um, felt it was something very important, you know, like a mm-hmm. precious material. Like when my parents would buy a dining table or anything, they paid so much attention that it was made out of wood or built uh, something like for the bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And again, like hire a carpenter, a woodworker uh, to build it in wood. And the floors like also some of the floors maybe they could not afford all of them but some of our bedrooms were wood and they were like I felt like they were very proud of that and I guess I guess that's why I fell in love with wood like it wood became like very uh precious to me too and mm-hmm. I mean I how cannot it, you know it's just like it's so right I don't know I love it I love it mm-hmm. so that night I started just to think about a, oh, maybe I could make, which I thought they were like super amazing designs. <laughs> and uh, I thought like I could make much better stuff than what you can find on the stores. And I just started to draw stuff and I was like, wow, these ideas are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought like maybe I could learn some woodworking and start making the stuff. So while I was, looking for this job, which took me quite a while. I uh, found, well, I was asking and trying to find a workshop to learn woodworking. And, but yeah, I mean, from the beginning, it was wood. There was never a question <laughs> or anything. I, no, any other material just crossed mm-hmm. my mind. I don't know why I kind of, it's in me or something. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and that's how, and then I found this, it it was so hard to find. Now it's kind of a fashion thing, but back then, which was like, uh, oh my God, like, like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like almost 20 years ago. Yeah, kind right. of, and uh, yeah, like 15 or 16 years ago, uh, there was nothing in Mexico City. I, I would find the perfect workshop but every time it was somewhere else, mm-hmm. either in another country or in the, another state. And so uh, for, fortunately, a friend of mine, her, his dad used to make uh, wooden pieces, like 
I don't even know. I think that kind of stuff like accessories or something. Mm. And I asked him if he didn't know anything about, you know, where where did he learn or how did... So, yeah, he told me about this. Um, it's uh, the, for the government, you know, so to build skills in people or oh. how do you say? Yep, yep. Like a skilled, um, like a skilled trade type thing. Yeah, yeah. Like they have very, uh, like, technic- technical Mm-hmm. careers or stuff yeah. so people can learn to improve or to get a job or something so but that's where I started okay. um, from the first class I loved it it was like you did did you feel like like you were home like that was where you belonged to where you were meant to be type thing yeah exactly in fact uh yeah, I always say, like, my mom is was like, now what, you know, like, <laughs> now you come with one new idea. We're like, I want to take these woodworking classes. So they even came with me to buy my, I had to bring like this board and wooden board and buy certain stuff, like my planner. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went to the first class and I had to cut a bunch of, uh, little you know the mm-hmm. big board and little boards and I was sweating and I yeah just like the to use this so it was like and everything was by hand which I loved even more mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know yeah just the feeling of cutting and knowing that I was building something with my mm-hmm. hands mm-hmm. was like yeah it was like since that day it was like this is my thing yeah. and I can home and my mom was like okay did you have enough and I was like no I just realized I love it this is and she was like oh my god <laughs> so it's to invest in your education and you want yeah. to yeah. but I mean I mean yeah. I I understand that though I mean there's something at least to to me like I still just love the days you know, in, in the shop, there's always like a wide variety of things that you work on. But I really love those days where it's like, really kind of more like hard physical work and like just mm-hmm. getting covered head to toe and like wood chips and sawdust. And it just feels, I don't know, it just feels like you really accomplished something and really like walked away where you can see actually see the work that you accomplish like in a physical form yeah and also this feeling of tiredness is like yeah yeah I remember now that you say like covered in dust I uh, remember I used to come back home at night and kiss her good night and she was like oh my god I'm dropping all this dust in me and I'm like I'm oh, sorry <laughs> or people would say like you smell like wood and I'm like oh yeah I was working yeah but yeah, I love the feeling of make a big effort and mm-hmm. as you say, like then accomplish something is. Yes. Yeah. So from, I mean, again, I don't know a ton about Mexico, but having talked with some others who um, grew up there and now do woodworking, like at least in your area, it sounds like it was hard to even find a place to learn but were you like 
the only woman taking the classes? We were just like, we were four of us. Okay. But it, it was like maybe 30, like we were like 10% more okay. or less about that. But funny thing is that we were the ones who last longer, I think. <laughs> uh, and all the guys were like just talking you know like it was like the time to have fun and mm-hmm. and we were I feel very committed to what we were doing so yeah it was like I mean yeah I'm, I'm surprised surprised that we were four like you mm-hmm. know like it could be just me right <laughs> but uh yeah especially in the city I don't know it's not very, I mean, of course, there are a lot of woodworkers, but just the small shops and they work by themselves or right. like that. But um, yeah, we were poor and we were Did the you... best. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's okay if you're not kidding, because I would, I would actually believe you if you were not kidding. Hey, friends. I wanted to tell you about an awesome brand I discovered that you might love as well. Have you ever spent a ton of money on clothing that was supposed to be high performance only for it to end up at the back of your closet because it just doesn't fit right? I personally hate when this happens. I get excited about a new pair of work boots and then I'm disappointed to find out they just weren't designed for me. Discovering Athena Outfitters was a game changer for me. Athena Outfitters is a quality workwear brand for hardworking women. All of their items are handpicked to meet the needs of women in the trades, not just sized down versions of items designed for men. They've got great workwear essentials like comfortable, soft, and safety toe boots and options for my active lifestyle when I'm off the clock as well. Shopping with Athena Outfitters saves me time and energy because I always know I'm getting a high-quality product that also looks and feels great. Next time you're looking for gear with grit, check out AthenaOutfitters.com. That is A-T-H-E-N-A Outfitters.com. And use special code at checkout MM15 to get a 15% discount because you listen to the Maker Mom podcast. Um. yeah well in fact my my friend the one I started my shop in Mexico City he used to say that he loved better he preferred better to work with women than with men because yeah except for maybe a friend who came and he she kind of disparaged him but in general <laughs> like no you work better you put more you're yeah. more focused on it and yeah I've been, I mean, I was told when I was, I took some classes at a, at a college for woodworking as well. I, I didn't finish a program, but, um, I, my first like professor there said that he always enjoyed having women in his classes, uh, when he did, because he's like, they're so much more like detail oriented and like, tend to come up with more intricate design work, um, you know, and, and just pay, yeah. pay attention to, like, he always said we were like the safest ones in class and stuff like that. Like we just pay attention to more of that. Yeah, know, exactly. Stuff. 
Yeah, because guys get like too confident. Sometimes not all of them, of course, right. but a lot of them. It's like just like with the tools and mm-hmm. yeah, just um, yeah. In fact, I used to quite like to wonder like why, especially before, not very long time mm-hmm. ago, like it was more like a just men yeah. uh, thing, no? Because of that, because especially, and even before when you just do, you need to use more maybe hand tools or mm-hmm. with so much precision and so much, what, like it seems not to stereotype role. Right, right. But yeah, uh, I would say like maybe as women, sometimes we are a bit more, well, not me, not all the time. I'm, <laughs> I have to admit, I'm very desperate and I just want to put everything together and <laughs> I need to build up my patience skills. Yeah. But, uh, but in general, yeah, it's more yeah. like to put more focus on the details. Mm-hmm. But, well, fortunately now more women, in fact, yeah, when I was in high school, we had like these workshops too and there they had electricity and wood working. Oh, but mm-hmm. it was, I don't think there was ever a, a girl. Yeah. Like I, I did cook, I did cooking. I did, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't even like cooking. I hate cooking. Mm-hmm. I just went to cooking. Um, yeah. Was it ever, so like, yeah, with that example, was it ever even, was it offered as an option or was it even seen as an option for you to take woodworking or um, electrical versus cooking in high school? Yeah. It's funny because in theory you can put any of, the options they had which mm-hmm. were like a ton but well the funny thing is that you don't even question it right mm-hmm. like you grow up just like yep. with that idea I guess like oh no that's for boys mm-hmm. I don't know it's funny like now like the um, society I think or feel I feel it's changing mm-hmm. and now you know like kids are um I feel that they can, um, yeah, it's not that segregated, right? Yeah. Like every yeah. option or anything, yeah. even with toys or, mm-hmm. uh, but back then, yeah, it was something that you would not even question. It was just right. like, even though I was like kind of a tomboyish girl, mm-hmm. you know, like I grew up with my brother, he's just like 11 months apart from me he's okay. younger but we're pretty close yeah and we liked the same like he liked guns and I liked guns too so, <laughs> so we were pretty much like that like mm-hmm. uh, I like playing soccer but mm-hmm. uh so but yeah anyways I didn't think about that back then yeah which I regret but it's fine so <clears throat> I and one other question, I guess, kind of along this line. So when you went into that first woodworking class and, you know, you said you were kind of surprised that there was four of you, did you expect to be, like, were you expecting to be the only woman there? I don't remember. I don't think, I don't think I even uh, uh, thought, thought about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like in general, once... I started, in fact, um, I've never seen or I've never felt like uh, the girl in the boys club. Mm-hmm. I've 
just felt like me with you know like mm -hmm. it turns out that there's not a lot of women but not like i feel different or mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i feel like part of the like if we are just people yep not men or women just right. like woodworkers mm -hmm. that's it like Mm -hmm. so yeah I, I've, I have a, I also don't feel um, how do you say um, uncomfortable or with mm -hmm. guys you know like mm -hmm. and in fact I am the one who gives the order so <laughs> <laughs> excellent so, uh, yeah <laughs> but it's funny that it's like yeah when I was at this class I mean, we have a teacher, of course, mm -hmm. but all of them, I would be doing something and each of them would come and, you know what, you should do it like this because it's better. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. And I would try it, right? And then someone else would come and I'm like, you know, you should do it like this because this is better. <laughs> and like everybody had their own way right. to do it until I learned and I was like, whatever, I have my own way. Like. Mm -hmm. But they felt like each of them felt like they have the best, they had the best way to do it. Right. That was the only thing. But none of the girls have ever, we never talked or anything <laughs> or said that, you know. But. Right. So when did you find um, turning? Oh, uh, this is like, a story forever that uh, the friend I had uh, that works the woodworking shop in Mexico City, he had uh, like pieces of a lathe, mm -hmm. like, and he always used to tell me like, if you want me, I can build it for you, and you can learn with turning. I was like, no, 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 that seems pretty scary. I don't want to do that. And he would show me all these books, and they're like, no, 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 that's that's not my thing and he insisted like forever I don't even know why like he could have just built it for himself and try himself but he wanted me to do it and one day I was on Instagram and I don't know why I uh, ended up with uh, her name is Sylvia Song and um, it's an artist I don't know why she show up in my feed or whatever and uh and I started to see her pieces back then because now it doesn't seem that she makes them anymore or mm -hmm. I don't know. But I thought they were beautiful. I was like, oh, wow. Like very, well, very um, simple mm -hmm. in a way because in fact they're pretty difficult to make. And I felt like, oh, I want to make something like this. And then I was like, hey, what about the, if I get a lid? And my friend was like, I can tell you. <laughs> years and it's like well now it's my moment so but it was funny because I don't think I even would have known that that uh, machine exists you know mm -hmm. like it wasn't also, something at like at the school that you went to they didn't have um oh that. they did have one sorry okay they did have one but you know I used it because I was making these um portraits Mm. that I port portrait no well to put yeah uh, to put pictures oh yeah yeah uh so which I thought they were very cool because they were like kind mm -hmm. of in a curve 
which I mean, they weren't really, but whatever. Um, so the teacher, because I needed to send them, mm-hmm. the teacher uh, told me you could put a cylinder with sandpaper and he put it on the lid. He's like, just send it with a, that's how I use it for. Oh, I gotcha. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had no, and no, I never, maybe if someone used it, I never noticed it. Mm-hmm. And again, it's even here, I don't think it's very common in general, right? Like with woodworkers, it's not like, now it's becoming more. Yeah, probably. I think there's, I think there's like, there's like two, two types of woodworkers, it tends to be, right? Like there's, it's like either you're a turner and like nothing else, or you do everything else and you don't turn. Like it, right. I don't feel like there's a, I don't think that like there's a very big group of woodworkers who do kind of like a little bit turning. Of, of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I took a class in turning and I could see where it's like addictive. Like I love the idea that you can just spend a couple hours at a lathe and mm-hmm. come away with something finished. Like yeah, that exactly. is, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Like there's not a lot of other woodworking that you can do that, right? It usually takes more time. So I think that's awesome, but it's also one of those things of like, eventually someday I think I'll have a lathe, but it probably won't be like my, it won't be my go-to thing. It will just like a hobby. Like a, yeah. It would, and it would just be an additive to like what I already do, mm-hmm. I guess. So yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think, but there are definitely a lot of people who like just turn and don't do anything else um and there's a whole well as you know I mean there's all kinds of things you can turn on a lathe that people would probably be surprised at that that's where it gets made versus another method yeah exactly but um yeah in fact that's what happened to me when I decided when I had this dream well not dream but I was thinking about all these pieces that mm-hmm. I could make I always from the beginning I always thought like I will fo- I will focus in small pieces because I'm too desperate I will need to feel something and sit you know mm-hmm. finish right away yep. and so then when I started learning the lathe uh, and then about turning I thought like this is it this is my thing Right. Because of that, first of all, it will always be uh, symmetrical, right? Mm-hmm. Which I could never do with a with a yeah. furniture, I yeah. think, because yeah. I, I, it would always be twisted or whatever, I guess, because of how I work. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to mess it up in a lathe. It, yeah. it will always be seen. And if it's even if it doesn't, it won't look that bad. I think. Right. Still could be, it still could be functional. Mm-hmm. and yeah you can finish a piece in a short period of time and that's why yeah I think I felt like this is mm-hmm. this is for me yeah. more than building big stuff a big I, yeah a big piece yeah I and I'm still like I'm kind of like halfway in between like personally the symmetrical thing is not like something that I necessarily like aesthetically. So that's mm-hmm. why I found power carving because it's like, I want it to be oh, right. more free form, but I also want it to be something that can be done quickly. 
and it doesn't have to be done exact. Like I, I get really frustrated when things have to be like very exact in order to work together. Um, (laughs) It just, (laughs) it just frustrates me. So I, I like power carving because there's a lot of freedom in it. Um, And it was more accessible to me. Like lathes can get expensive if you want like a really nice one. So it was like, but an angle grinder isn't that pricey and like getting into the tools and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, then I can be kind of, it doesn't like, I can have more material on one side versus another, and it could be, you know, an odd shape. And I like that. I know that's exactly when I, I feel like I just got into woodworking, like, like here, like, Oh, (laughs) so I never took the time to do any research and I'm a curious person. I consider myself curious, but I don't know. I just like when I, mm-hmm. you know, like I was focused also on design. So what I, that's why I started, the, I studied the master mm-hmm. in industrial design because I wanted to design and I love designing furniture, not making it, mm-hmm. but designing it. And uh, I love furniture, furniture in general. But um, then when I started to see like, more tools and mm-hmm. we're like oh how could I use this one for or you know yeah. and then I I thought like oh if I knew I maybe I could have just focused on that and I would not go for the lathe because right. of that too like um yeah it's easier to get but like the a better shape in the lathe yeah but I'm still not that Perfect. I'm not a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm exactly like you. That's why I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, me too. I hate when I have the pressure of things being perfect. Yeah. So maybe that's why, that's kind of why I started with texture because mm-hmm. even the light, it would have like certain mistakes. Sometimes it would be because I need to put more, something more. For like yeah more fun into the piece yep. and sometimes it, it started too because oh I had a mistake you know I made a mistake here and here and it doesn't look perfect right so <laughs> I have to hide this so I'm mm-hmm. like a perfectionist perfect I don't know how to <laughs> say it. like I do see the imperfection mm-hmm. then I would try to hide them with something but that's the more yeah no I don't know. it doesn't I, make sense <laughs> I think it no I think it makes complete sense and I think almost honestly I think every woodworker probably feels the same way like I can still like any piece that I have in my home I can probably still walk up to it and tell you exactly where I made the mistakes that I made while making that piece um but that again is part of why I like power carving because Yes, I still know the mistakes I made with it, but nobody else in the world knows what I had imagined for that piece, except for right. me. So yeah, exactly. they see a finished product that they really enjoy and think is wonderful. And so to me, it's like, that's the joy is it's like more forgiving. Like it's not as noticeable. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you're doing furniture and precise joinery, if you cut a dovetail wrong, like it, 
shows, right? It's like glaringly mm -hmm. obvious even to somebody who doesn't know woodworking. Um, so I think that's harder and um, I have great respect for people who like really hone those skills of like precision. I just know uh, I don't have the patience for it. Like I just don't have the patience for it. I know me too. I feel so yellow when I see, you know, people are so with yeah. the light, like and everything is perfect. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, I wish I knew how to do that. But I'm just like, Whoosh. yeah, and I don't know. I'm so bad at um, sharpening my tools too. But so, and then I, when I realized I wanted a grinder in fact for a very long time mm -hmm. and, uh, but I never had it. If I did maybe, I, I don't know if I would have mm -hmm. tried the lid, but uh, whatever. I just, in fact, I just bought one recently. I thought like, I, maybe I should try and I could combine both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, totally. They would fit very well together. Yeah. Yeah. And I just got one and it's like, it, but really it's, I don't know why, because they are not that expensive. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can buy just to experiment something very yeah. cheap, which I, I, I usually don't, um, I'm kind of against the cheap, cheap tools yeah. because it could be dangerous or they could last yeah. just one day, which would be right. <laughs> more expensive. Yes. But um, so whatever I, I, didn't know which one I should buy and then I finally got it sorry <laughs> I finally got my grinder and now I am doing exactly that just like making the imperfect pieces mm -hmm. just because for fun and so mm -hmm. as you say like it doesn't matter kind of like if you've made a mistake insert you can always fix it with yep other thing and you have also a unique piece too yep. yeah so. exactly. yeah you can't um you know when people see something like on my instagram that they like and they're like i want you know to get that i always have to tell them like i can get you something similar but it will never be the same because i can i make one of a kind i don't work from a template you know um, yeah and i very much let the piece of wood kind of dictate too, right? So like, I'm really, really picky about sourcing my wood and where I go and the pieces that I grab. And usually when I grab a piece of wood, I see exactly what I want from that piece. And so, you know, and it comes out fabulous when it's done. And then someone's like, I want that. And it's like, that's great, but I'm never going to find that same piece of wood again. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to find one that has like, those flares or those, you know, um, that grain structure or anything, I can find something similar, but it won't ever be like the exact same. Exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. And because also like calling your tool, it's so, mm -hmm. I mean, there are a ton of people who are very precise and they make these like super artsy pieces. Mm -hmm. It's the same. I like, I said, how, like, how could you develop that kind of patience and precision? And, <laughs> but well, in general, you are more allowed to mm -hmm. be a bit more like rougher. Yes. Yep. Hi, makers.
Crafters. Today's episode is brought to you by ToolMomStore.com. ToolMom and company is for all ages, genders. They have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts and clothing. Uh, the products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. In fact, I have two of the mugs. Uh, one has a circular saw with flames coming off of it. It says, Go Girl. Another one has the definition of a tool chick. Both of them are super awesome, and I have coffee out of them almost every morning. So check out toolmomstore.com or find them on Instagram at toolmombonnie. You can receive an extra 20% off at a checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. So, okay, so yes, I, um, you, add, you add texture to your pieces and you also uh, add color. Um, which I would say is not, I think that's unique for turners, like not a ton of wood turners, I feel like, add color to their pieces, like they usually stay with like, just the wood. Um, so I guess which came, did the color come before the texture? Or did they kind of come at the same time? Uh, well, in fact, before since I was building furniture, well not building design it. Yeah. Well I did build too, but I helped. Mostly <laughs> to sand. But <laughs> um I I was always like I would say to my clients like it's going to be solid wood. So I don't even recommend to put any to dye it or you know mm-hmm. to put any color. I was like I would respect the wood for what it is because it's right. just beautiful it doesn't need any color or, mm-hmm. so i would be the first person against <laughs> color and wood <laughs> but then i don't know why it started to one side started to make the balls um and also i felt like there are so many colors in this life and we never use them you know like we are so afraid of them like even in our houses all mm-hmm. the colors are very plain and very light and, and I don't know they're amazing they mm-hmm. show emotions and and also I don't know why I would say I, I've always wanted to be kind of um this Scandinavian style very minimalist yeah, very yeah. simple but once I have the piece I'm like I don't know. It feels like it needs something. <laughs> like needs a little spice, like a little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how Sylvia Song's uh, pieces were, like very simple and very mm-hmm. minimalist, and that's why I loved them. But once I was building, it was like maybe we can do something extra and put some more stuff, or and I don't know why color like yeah it's it feels like it's either texture or color and I would add some texture and then I was like it still needs something (laughs) and I just started to experiment just to see Mm -hmm. and at the end yeah maybe for some uh, pieces it was like maybe this was too much the the wood was very beautiful from the beginning but 
I also like the contrast, like because mm-hmm. you still have it on the inside. And to have color on the outside, it just, just yeah. makes it fun, I feel. So I agree. There's like <clears throat> I I haven't done it quite yet, but I really want to play with like I do I enjoy using the uh Shosuji bond technique, the burning and mm. getting that contrast. So I really want to do like probably a bowl where it's like I burn the outside and but keep the mm. inside like clean, you know, just the wood grain just to get that um, contrast. And mm-hmm. I've done that with, um, so I, I know you use milk paint um, and I tend to add color by uh, dyeing. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I, <clears throat> I like to still see the wood grain come through, but with the, with the pop of color. So mm-hmm. with like, when you do a piece with the milk paint and the texture, I'm totally going to ask you a process question here. Cause I'm just curious, do you add the texture after the paint or are you like painting around the texture? Uh, I do both. Okay. I- because the same, I've painted a, a piece, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, maybe I could add some texture. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, with the Dremel, I do, and that's when the little dots are uh, natural color, yep. The, yep. the wood, and the rest has a little bit of color. Sometimes I, I do the text, I make the texture, mm-hmm. and then it's like, maybe we can put some color here <laughs> so i don't know it's just like a little bit of yeah yeah sometimes i yeah i would make the texture and paint mm-hmm. it depends right like if it if it has like this kind of groves of, mm-hmm. around it then i would make the grove and then just paint it like okay um, yeah yeah so Cause I did like, I did a piece, um, a carved table piece that like I did the, like the dimples, I carved, you know, a dimple um, texture design around it. Um, And that stayed natural, but then I dyed the rest of the exterior. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had a hard time because I, I, I eventually decided to do the texture and then add the dye on top because mm-hmm. I was worried if I died that, you know, sometimes when you're adding texture and that it jumps on you, I yeah, didn't right. want to have that like mistake so glaringly obvious <laughs> if I did the yeah. dye first. But um, but then it was really hard when I put the dye on because it's like trying not to get into yeah, the no. texture <laughs> was just, it was, it was not easy <laughs> to, be yeah, able no. to pull that off. Yeah. I can't even think about it. Like, <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean, <laughs> it's a lot of detail. It is, yeah. So it's yeah, less, I, I think if you, it's less. I think if you fix it, yeah, right. If if it chips or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be that would be interesting. Have you played at all with um, like layering the milk paint? Um, um, different I've, different layers of uh, colors um, at all. Uh, you mean I've mixed them. 
Okay. Like, uh, but like, yeah, if I want to get like a different color, especially at the beginning that I bought just very few samples mm-hmm. and I would be like, oh, I want this to look a bit more like blah, blah. So I used to mix them, but to be honest, it's kind of hard for me at least to work with milk paint. I mean, now I kind of understood a yeah. bit more, but it's not as easy as with uh, vinyl or how do you say? Well, you uh, know, the, the acrylic, yeah. Acrylic, sorry. Yes, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you just open and you yeah, paint. Yeah, and yeah. It's, now it's, milk it paint is can, interesting. It's um I've used milk paint for a few projects I did, like for my kids, I made when they were little, I made small chairs for them. Mm-hmm. And so, and I used milk paint because it's, you know, non-toxic. Uh, so it's great for like things with kids. But um, I was doing the layering effect based off of like, uh, I know it was colonial, I think it was colonial America, maybe that did it, where they would do like, different colors so it would be like they put like a blue and then they put like a red on top and then they put like another color on top and so as like as people sat in the furniture and as it wore you would get this really cool effect of like it wearing down you know where at touch points and you'd see the different colors come through and it was and so I like I did that with my kids furniture and I kind of like falsified that wear right like I sand through layers down to get different effects um Mm -hmm. so I could see something like that being really kind of cool with like you could almost create a texture effect with milk paint like on your bowls just by sanding through different colors yeah you're now giving me some (laughs) (laughs) my brain starts to like yeah I kind of thought about that one day more like I don't know if you ever did it uh like to see kids would paint like a white sheet uh with different colors and then put china dye uh ink yep like black yeah on top scratch through yeah yeah exactly but in my mind, I thought like if I carve it, then I would take mm. all the color. Yeah, right? like yeah, both. But yeah, I would need to do it more. Yeah, as you said, like maybe with sandpaper or with something very. Yeah, or even like or a, something, or even like a dental tools. You can use like you know the like really tiny precise. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I, I wish I, w- I was good at paint and drawing and then you know I could mm-hmm. I always also thought about making some cool draws on the bowls and- yeah yeah I'm not um you know that's the one thing like I'll ask people every now and again on Instagram like hey what kind of things would you like to see me experiment to carve with And usually somebody always throws in like an animal and it's just like, that's not an animal. Right. Like, you know, like people do like chainsaw Ah. carving, like, like bears and stuff like Uh that. And that's just not, I don't, 
and maybe it's just a lack of confidence, but I'm like, I don't consider myself an artist enough to like, I'm like, if I can't draw a realistic like animal, I don't know how I could. Exactly. <laughs> like, I just don't know how I could do that. I know, me too. <laughs> I, yeah, I just see that kind of stuff and I don't even question. I feel like, could I make that? Like, no. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. no, I'm more into flat, curve, like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> more things that ended up being like looking more like an accident than uh, just something <laughs> intentional. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. that's why I like designing because, yeah, I could just use a computer, mm -hmm. not even drawing. So I could just like, and I love that, like, building stuff you know putting things mm -hmm. together and like how I'm going to make it um the other day for example I spent the we want to change the dining table of the house and we thought because we don't have a lot of room so we thought maybe an expandable one mm -hmm. but and I was looking online and I thought like they're horrible they're like I don't know <laughs> I just don't know and I was like maybe if I make one and I spent the whole night just like thinking every single detail <laughs> about how it was going to work yep. and how I, you know, so I love that stuff, but yeah, just so that precision, no, yeah. to make it, no. <laughs> when you, so yeah, you, I know you still design furniture, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you do, do you build it too when you design it? uh no okay. well in fact now i'm i'm thinking i'm going to make the uh how do you say it? like the for the table but mm -hmm. no um uh, my friend from the workshop he has like these legs so i thought like well i can't get the legs from you and i can build it gotcha so i'm going to make that but that's all because it's flat it's uh, a <laughs> rectangle <laughs> Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to, you know, mm -hmm. be with something, you know. Right, right. So as much as I would like to, maybe if I was working with someone, as I used to do. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but myself, again, I feel so jealous of the people. You know, all these videos and it everything seems so easy. That's mm -hmm. why also people think like, Working sometimes is overpriced, but because as my friends used to say, like, would you make me a table? I mean, it's just like a board with four things, you know. Like, <laughs> until they, like, one of my friends, in fact, she came to the workshop and I was like, you should go and just build something because she was not working at that time, mm -hmm. she was going crazy. So she went and she built just like a it was a mirror, a big mm -hmm. frame. She was like, I like, it was super simple. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I will never ask you again to go lower in your prices. <laughs> now I understand what it means right. to feel something. And we're like, exactly. That's, that's why woodworking is not that cheap. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and it's a lot of work and I would love to. Yeah, yeah, as I, as I was saying, like the videos, you see people, mm -hmm. you know, like, and the, uh, 
how do you say, like very fast. Yep. It seems like they just got bored. They just put, mm -hmm. like the router and put it together and then you. That's, uh, no. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, what they don't tell you is that they edited out all the mistakes they made. And they also don't tell you uh, how many years it took for them to get to that level of expertise. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. it's not just, I'm, I'm, in fact, because you never end up learning. Right? Like you are always learning, especially mm -hmm. because wood is a material that it will never be this. It's never the right. same. Mm -hmm. Like about density, water or humidity, mm -hmm. texture, and each of the species, even the same species, yep. species is different. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, you learn with every single right like or to work with. Did it grow? Did that tree grow on a hill? If it grew on a hill, the grain is going to be different than if it grew on like a, a flat piece of land, right? Like all of those things play into um, that finished piece. And I think, yeah, exactly. I think that's what's amazing about wood as a material. It's not, it's not the same. It will never be the same. Yeah. Oh, I remember one day I built a uh, make. I made a little table for a friend. What was it? I think it was a table. And I was always proud that we would always offer solid wood. Sometimes they were like, "Oh, but it's cheaper at this shop that it's you know an expensive shop." And I was like, "Yeah, but that's not wood." And she's like, "Whatever." The sense that I just we made the piece for her. She was like, "Put." It looks like uneven, you know, the color. Right. And I was like, that's because it's wood. Yes. <laughs> the paper with the right. draw of, a, you know, a, for the printed. No, it's not a print yeah. or anything. It's yeah. real wood. Yeah. But anyways, people are, are also learning. Yes. About yeah. Part appreciated. Part of your job when you're selling pieces to customers, right, is is like educating them on like what it's worth and why it's worth that and what all goes into it and all of those things. Yeah, that's why when I sell a um, bowl and I add this little note saying that this once was just a piece of wood, you know, like a a tree and then it became a, a square, whatever, because yeah, I think people kind of think that wolves are born like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder that, like, and I don't blame them. I know right, if right. I was not doing this, I would think the same, but uh, yeah, sometimes I, I wonder like, what do people think, you know, the shape comes from like, oh, because the trees are rounded. Maybe she just like, I don't know. <laughs> she really didn't do much. So. Yep. But, well, yeah. So she's like trying to transmit this. Mm -hmm. How is the process? And it was yep. just not magic. Yep, exactly. Well, we're um, at the end of our time. 
together. That's fast. Uh, I know. Um, <laughs> but I want to I want to give you a chance to let people know uh, like how they can find you and your work and kind of see what projects you're working on. Uh, well, now I have just my shop online, which is carladias.shop. Well, I guess you can know. <laughs> I yes. can find it right, yep. written down somewhere. Yep. And I usually show on Instagram. I'm, I'm not a very active person. I try to, but this is just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there I just show what I, I'm creating, you know, mm-hmm. every day and now i'm doing that like still working on this kind of um line of products that are a bit more similar you know Mm -hmm. talking about sizes and shapes just um changing the colors and textures because i always get bored so as much as i try to decide like you know to say like this is going to be my collection, like just these right. colors, just these shapes, and just these sizes. And I ended up changing <laughs> something. So um, there's uh, each piece. I tried to make like, a, yeah, for example, if you wanted 10 pieces of the same color, you could. But now, now I am just um, showing them as single pieces, you know, each of okay. them different. You can order uh, something... Uh, if you want, if you see one piece, for example, then uh, you can order the set. Like I've uh, I've made, for example, if they want for a wedding present, mm-hmm. like this big bowl with plate, little plates. So I would make that kind of stuff. Okay. So the specific orders, custom mm-hmm. orders. I okay. love that. And um, and I I am now like about to show like just like the misshapen piece, uh, pieces, <laughs> <laughs> the ones I experiment with my a mix of lay and um, carving mm-hmm. tools. Awesome! So I'm excited to I'm excited to see those. <laughs> Uh, I hope so. I hope you didn't see them. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Uh, trust me, I have, I have, <laughs> I have two pieces. In fact, I just chucked into the firewood pile because I'm like, I give up. <laughs> I can't get what I want out of them. I give up. So no, I'm still, I still learn and experiment constantly. Um, so I'm sure they will be great, and I'll know that you're learning, and that's the most important thing. Thanks. I hope so. But uh, I just still need to give me some classes and <laughs> teach me some stuff. <laughs> I need to learn from you. For sure. Getting more tools. Because, yeah, I it gets, really enjoy that. It's kind of like, it, it's, to me, obviously, like, carving is addictive. So I'm, like, continuously, like, and I learn about a new tool, and it's like, oh, I need that tool to, like, you know, I know specific thing with, <laughs> and they have so many they like do. little stupid things. <laughs> yeah, for these little stupid details or yep. about the, my language, yes. but it's like, no, it's oh good. my god! <laughs> if I had that one, then I could do right. everything. <laughs> and it's a never-end story. You know exactly. I always say, like we as woodworkers, I, sometimes I feel like we just work to. <laughs> So we can buy more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, yeah. Well, I will for sure include the links to your website and to your thank Instagram you. for the show notes so people can find you. And thanks for chatting with me today. No, thank you for having me here. It was really nice. I love that. I cannot talk to many people about woodworking and I could talk <laughs> for days. So right. it's really nice to at least have an opportunity. Yeah. To talk same. to someone as passionate as I am. Yes, same, same. All right, again, that was Carla Diaz, and I will include the links on how you can follow along with her and see all the new collections that she's putting together that she talked about here towards the end of the episode. I'll include all of that in the description for today's episode, so you can find that just in that description box on whatever podcast app you're listening on, or if you're watching this on YouTube, check out the description for the video down below to find those apps. If you enjoyed today's episode and any previous episodes, please, please, please remember to hit subscribe and tell a friend about the podcast. Let them know uh, who you love learning about, uh, what, who some of your favorite makers are from the podcast. Just, just share about it. Make sure you're following along over on Instagram at Wonder Women Pod. And again, it is Wonder Women, and that's W O M E N and Pod, P O D. So over there on Instagram, and I've done a nice job. I kind of cleared things out on the link in the bio over there. So now you can listen or watch directly from that link, as well as uh, get to Patreon directly from that link in the bio over there. When I am not interviewing fantastic makers and putting together podcast episodes, you can find me designing and making furniture and other home decor over at freemanfurnishings.com and at Freeman Furnishings across all the social media platforms like YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. I am active on a daily basis though on Instagram and TikTok. So you can head on over there at Freeman Furnishings and check out what project I have currently going on. Um, and say hi. I like it when people say hi and say you found me through the podcast. That's awesome. Um, and a big shout out, one more big shout out to um, Tool Mom Bonnie of toolmomstore.com. I'm rocking one of her shirts right now. Uh, the hashtag woodwork her shirt. You can get one of these and all kinds of different shirts over at her website. So go check that out as well. All right. Um, I will see you all on Friday because it's Wednesday right now. I'll see you all on Friday. It will be a repeat episode, but it's a really good one um, and one that maybe not all of you have heard. So definitely check back in. It will still be brand new announcements and stuff. And reminder, I will be taking a vacation the month of June and be back starting fresh with brand new episodes in July. Have a fantastic rest of your week and see you all on Friday. Now the world is ready for